0: Welcome to the Turning Point Show, where we pull back the curtain on high-performance individuals. Here's your host, Andrew O'Malley. So I'm delighted to welcome Josh Barzy onto the show today. He's a UK-based entrepreneur and investor. Uh, He's involved in a number of different ventures, uh, most notably Avalanche Enterprise, as well as being uh, involved with Grows Barzi. Um, I first became aware of Josh and Avalanche through their YouTube channel. They have a, a weekly vlog called Entrepreneur Vlog where they kind of showcase the trials and tribulations uh, that they go through each and every week with their business. So it really is a, a fascinating insight into you know a business that's just getting kind of, well, they're successful, successful already, but as they build into the future, you know, it's a great way to look at uh, what they're doing and how they're progressing. So I definitely recommend you check that out on YouTube. So uh thanks for coming on the show today, Josh.
1: No problem whatsoever, that's great.
0: So uh a nice
1: introduction. I haven't had a that's a good introduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: glad, to, glad to hear that, I know you said we started out on a on a good foot, so Yeah. Just to, so just to give people a bit more context, uh how did you first get into entrepreneurship and investing in general?
1: No problem, so I've probably got the same cliche story as a lot of entrepreneurs you know the the whole childhood buying selling stuff always had a fascination with how to make money um but i really kind of had my sort of entrepreneurial seizure when i was about 18 and my dad had just invested in his franchise um and he asked me to do some work for him um which eventually was successful Uh, it was all to do with digital marketing all to do with sort of running their social media pages and understanding sort of trying to generate leads for them via social media um it worked. I kind of had that that epiphany of me sort of, you know, I was at this point back in by the way, just to give you a bit of context, at this point my parents had invested everything they had into these these businesses. Um, and I was at university living off about thirty quid a week. So again, cliche, tough times entrepreneur story that that, that, that happened. Um, and this one bit of work that I did for my, for my dad sort of enabled me to you know, generate some income, and I thought, well, why can't I replicate this? I was only working a couple of hours a week. So, so I did. I did that. Went networking a lot, and decided to, you know, I was going to throw, throw myself into this business. Didn't generate a client for about nine months. So I was doing a lot of stuff but not doing anything. Um, but you know, fast forward three years, I've bumped along the way, and we've now got clients in four countries, sixty clients, eight eight full time employees, and uh, kind of it's just kind of gone crazy in the last few years. You know, we've got really already got some good stuff going on. Um, but that's kind of the background of Avalanche along the way. I've always been interested in business and understanding in investing and stuff as well. So along the way I've done property and I've, we've, we've sort of been able to gather a 1.7 million pound property portfolio in the UK. Um, that's works just through there. It's their office just through there. And yeah, everything's, everything's great.
0: Yeah. I suppose, uh, a lot of people think that it's often one big bang, one big idea. And, uh, when you're starting a business and it kind of just takes off immediately from there. Yeah. Whereas in reality, it kind of is like, you know, you, you're doing something on the side and you see it's kind of working and you build up from there. And obviously, you know, if you kind of took a snapshot of where you are now, someone might think, oh, that's, oh, how do I get there? That's, that, that seems impossible. But yeah. as, as you said, yeah, it was over the process of a few years that yeah, you, yeah. you build it up. So um, if you want to tell people a bit more exactly about what you do at Avalanche Enterprise yeah. and, yeah, so what, what exactly you do there.
1: So we kind of sort of ran with the phrase the more of your target market that you speak to the more successful you're going to be so the more people that you think should be buying from you talk to them more and and we we've built campaigns around that um, sole phrase basically and, and it, that, those those start campaigns and really understanding the human aspect of um, marketing has enabled us to fly because it's something that not many people are doing um, and not even focusing on so you know our, our job for our clients is to generate conversations for that with them sorry, for them with their target market um, to the point where it's you know generating you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of these things all the time. Um, really good stuff. So that's kind of where we're at at the moment.
0: Yeah, so you kind of... Uh, I suppose you can break it down into... What you you call it? And a lot of people in the the space call it uh, permission marketing and trigger marketing. So
1: yeah, that's the kind of the, the kind of the kind of words that we we sort of keep to it, and we we've been able to generate an ecosystem of products around permission and, and trigger, and, and just, permission itself is just such a powerful thing. Um, we forget we just forget that there's still a person behind the computer, a person behind the behind the phone, and there's still someone there that's got a click. Um, so that's kind of
0: kind of where it is. So, then uh, you obviously cater for a lot of different businesses in a lot of different industries. So, I suppose, especially with if you're utilizing different forms of social media, it's something that's uh, always changing all the time. You know, different platforms are changing. So, uh, do you have any kind of thoughts on uh, what we can expect in the future, maybe in the short term, of where marketing is going, if it's trending towards something particular?
1: Yeah, I think that again, it's just all about understanding, I think what a lot of people do is they, can, they tend to just do what everyone else is doing. They tend to focus on what is the fad at the moment, and there's consistent fads. You know, you keep going out in the marketplace so if you just look at what is on the internet, you're going to find tons and tons of, stuff of people saying, this is the best, this is the best, this is the best. But in essence, all you've got to think about is where's your target market hanging out? That's where we've got to go and provide the value, and that's where the, where the, where the leads are going to be generated. Um, we have to shock shock our clients into thinking like that um i think the best one that i've had so far was a large estate agency that we're working with and um they were so in, in a depressed state in their marketing because they just couldn't get to the right person they were generating leads but they were generating the completely wrong lead um, we had a look at the, the interests they put into the advertisements and it was completely off it was things like property it was things like um you know let's have a think estate agents so but the fact is why would their customer actually be interested in estate agencies if they're not we we changed it up we added 50 shades of gray in there and <laughs> it went boom <laughs> yeah. hopefully not so as yeah,
0: yeah, as graphic yeah. as 50 shades well, of gray but yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no, genuinely we
1: genuinely we put 50 shades of gray in there because it was an interest that a lot of people that's like the 35 to 45 year old women True, had yeah. and it, it just went boom they they created lead after lead after lead after lead mm. Really cool. it's just thinking about where, where they hang out it's it's kind of unconventional but it works
0: yeah exactly i suppose a lot of people um probably err yeah, on the side of caution with their marketing they kind of try and throw a lot of stuff out there and see see what sticks and a lot of time yeah they don't get the results they need cuz they're they're not getting in front as you said of the people who who they should be who their target audience is so um this way learns to dial in into that so as you mentioned uh so you're expanding all the time and uh you've grown a lot now in the recent months and you're taking on uh more employees so how do you go about uh kind of finding people you like to work with or you like to work for you and what's the what's the process involved of finding someone who's a good fit for you and avalanche yeah. as a well. whole? it's definitely a
1: interesting task i think it's something that you can't just get straight away it's got to be refined and you're you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna have to learn um you know you can't hire the perfect team straight away um you obviously probably don't even know what your perfect team is um, I don't even know what Perfect Team is, but what, I have, what we have been able to do here is hire people that are interested in developing themselves over a long period of time, interested in you know creating a long-lasting ladder for themselves in terms of their, their ability to improve, um, and people that you know are genuinely interested in what we're doing. Um, we're trying to create a culture where people actually love to come to work, and we kind of have that at moment. It's, it's really interesting. So we're only going to hire people that actually want to enjoy it. Um, that kind
0: of stuff yeah no none that sounds great i suppose yeah it's uh in this day and age especially you want people who are enthusiastic about working in the business rather than uh are working on the business rather than just kind of clocking in and clocking out and you know they take you it to, yeah. yeah i think you
1: have to i think you can't you can't build a new successful business especially with millennials nowadays we have to we're all millennials me and you're probably millennial no one second i'll just wait <laughs> that's uh, fine I'm the only one left and there's a timer in here so for six minutes it all kicks off. If you sit in the That dark, probably yeah. will have happened again, yeah. That's
0: fine, that's no. not uh, problem.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I mean, going back to that, yeah, millennials, it's, it's, we have to, as millennials, you know, there's, there's, there's two ends of the spectrum. There's either one the ones that are over-motivated or the ones that aren't. So <laughs> I just try and cultivate those ones that are over-motivated and, um, you know, help them understand that the world is there for them and they have to actually work their ass off if they want to get anything. Uh, you can't just expect to be given a job
0: that doesn't happen anymore um that kind of thing yeah definitely it seems like uh, just from watching the vlogs as well you have a um like you you enjoy kind of rewarding people who hit their milestones and their targets as well whether it's like a bottle of, bottle of champagne or it's uh, whatever it may be so no it's definitely uh, it seems to be a great kind of uh, culture i suppose you're building building over there um, and yeah. so as you're you're very busy and you're managing all these people and kind of the different projects and getting new clients and Managing existing clients. How do you go about managing your time effectively and uh, kind of allocating allocating your resources uh, in an it, optimal way? Yeah. it's it's
1: definitely a, it's it, it's come that's happened more the last few few months. Um, sort of the last six eight months, I've really had to sort of think about it because there's no way mentally that you can manage that many clients, manage a team, manage everyone. So again, to create a successful business, what you need to do is 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 begin over time and compound yourself to that point where you're no longer um, involved in everything. It's a very hard thing to do for a business owner because it's their baby, but you have to do it. If you want to be anything, you have to do it. Um, and I'm taking the steps to do that. I'm in- introducing people into more responsible roles. I've got an ops director now who's working pretty much the soul with, with sort of everything past the point of contract um, for clients. Everything is already sorted out. Um, so, in terms of my time though, um, I kind of break my days down by a Google default diary, have a sort of semi semi-permanent PA um, that helps me sort of book book things and, and, and deal with the in- a lot of inquiries that come in. Um, it's surprising that, you know, things like things like posting on Facebook and posting on and YouTube, just posting decent stuff, like we get quite a lot of people now just wanting time. And it's just like you, know, you have to sort of filter them out and try and get with the decent people and, um, yeah, try not to come across as rude when you don't reply to stuff. Um, but we've got... Yeah, one of, our, one of our mentors, um, we, we actually, actually had an opportunity to go to spend a month in Canada with Terry Matthews, who's the billionaire, um, and that, his time, his time management was insane. Um, just his ability to screen, screen what was not important and just say, look, I'm working on three things. Don't bother me if you're not going to talk to me about those three things. And that kind of was really key for me. So saying four, three, four, five focuses and then not doing anything else.
0: Yeah, I suppose a lot of people I know I pull on the trap myself sometimes as well of having big long to do lists and you kinda of tackle the the small, easy things to tick off and then yeah. the the things that really matter, as you said, you know, you really need to be prioritizing them, the ones that'll actually like uh, further your business or that need you yeah. need to realistically get done on a daily basis. So um no, that's a good that's a important point there you made. Um so kind of backpedaling a bit a bit now. Was there any points along the way, whether it's in recent months or kind of when you're just starting out with Avalanche, that uh, you know things weren't going? I know you said it took you nine months to to get uh, your first client, but um, was there any other moments where uh, things were were bad, or you know you were struggling to as a business to yeah. to keep going?
1: <laughs> I think all the time, you know, it, it happens. Like again, the whole point of the entrepreneur is can be be completely transparent. with You guys you know that the the whole world of entrepreneurship is a glamorized to hell, right? They're so glamorized. Like, you don't see any of the stuff that happens to them every single day. So, the, again, like, every single day or every week, there is, there is stuff Or as an entrepreneur, you've got to kind of. There goes the lights again. <laughs> as an entrepreneur, you've got to kind of. Um, maybe I'm going to. Maybe I'll move. Hold on.
0: It's fine. Whatever is easiest for yourself. So I'm. Uh, uh, That's fine, I'll just sit here and I'll get up every
1: four minutes. (laughs) Um, So yeah, as as, as an entrepreneur, you're you're constantly going through stuff. So over the last three years, the amount of back-end crap that we've had to deal with and, and, and not necessarily from a negative point from us, but, you know, you're trying to break into different spaces, you're trying to do different things, you're trying to raise capital, you're trying to deal with people, um, you know, you're always going to get battered. You are going to get absolutely battered, but it's what you do on the outcome of that that's going to sort of, you know, I have a saying that says well, anything you want is a set of compounded decisions away. Um, so your job is to make the right decision in that moment and deal with it. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> you, you can you're never going to have any an easy, an easy role it's never going to be an easy role um but it looks good that's <laughs> definitely, like, definitely <laughs> we, yeah we can make it look good really easily i can draw, show you nice cars and show you nice stuff and show you money and show you all that crap but in essence that's probably only one percent of what actually goes on um in their yeah. lives no doubt in my mind
0: yeah no it's uh i don't know if you're you'd be familiar much with uh gary vaynerchuk's work but uh <laughs> He's uh, as you know, then uh, talking about documenting the journey along the way, and as like as you said, you know, it's not all. A lot of people put out the highlights of it, but uh, I know, especially in your your recent, was it uh, last week's entrepreneur vlog? You know, you had a few uh, tough moments you went through yeah. in the business, and you obviously include that in where a lot of other people will be trying just keep it to the good stuff or the positive stuff. But i um, I suppose that's where m- most people learn from. From both their own mistakes and other people's mistakes—not necessarily mistakes, but like the kind of the down moments. Negatives, just
1: like it it doesn't look, doesn't look like we. For example, last week we went to we entered some awards and, um, you know, we didn't win. So most people would just fob that off because they don't want to look they don't want to look bad on camera. But in essence, it's really interesting for you guys to see our reactions to that and how we deal with that and how we sort of get the team to deal with that um yeah we, we win awards we we show you that we win the awards I and mean, we lose awards we'll show you we'll lose the awards that's the point you, you the idea is to show you the the different sort of feelings that come with it because yeah. it's all there
0: so how how then in the beginning did you decide to start off with the entrepreneur vlog was it uh did you get the idea as just kind of um like you want that's what you want to do you wanted to have a, a documentation of the journey along the way and have it like Kind of forever on on YouTube, yeah. so you can look back at it. Or what was your yeah. your thoughts behind okay. starting in the beginning?
1: I mean, I think I think well, I left uni uni last year, um, and I built Avalanche to the point where we had Jacob and one other person, sort of just me and them doing clients, and we had about ten clients. We weren't big at all, yeah. um, and I was doing property stuff. i I left university with the sort of I never have to work again for anyone. That If I don't want to, I can just work myself because I have the ability and the income and whatever now to do that. And I thought, you know, let's make this, let's take this 10x and we leased an office and we have hired someone. We thought, you know what, September 1st, let's, let's start blogging this and let's the blog the whole thing. And literally the first vlog, as you probably know, it was just me and Jacob in here <laughs> getting signs put up and everything and now it's like twenty four weeks in or whatever. And there's eight of us and we're all going out like we're going to Paris this weekend and we're fl- that's that's its own vlog coming out and it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really cool. And we we always look back as well, and we always think, Wow, it's it's so, just reflection as well. Being so transparent, you're not just gonna see all the good stuff, you're gonna see all the bad stuff as well, and you can learn from that and see how you dealt with it
0: definitely definitely and even just as a kind of a viewer myself i know i was hooked in by that uh, the transparency yeah. as you said um you know i enjoy each monday i think it comes out on monday afternoon or evening and uh, i always make sure to find a bit even if it's the most mental monday uh, yeah. possible i always find a uh, 10 minutes or so to, to squeeze it in so um so you briefly mentioned the uh, 10x there so i i presume you're familiar with the uh, grand uh, Yeah, and somewhat uh is there anyone like like it doesn't have to be grand card but is there anyone uh you'd follow their content or like kind of you read all their books is there any like couple yeah. of people that you'd follow on a regular basis
1: I mean, at heart to be honest at heart i'm an investor so m- my passion lies with analysts and in, in investments and that's where i want to be in the, at the point where we're buying companies um and buying lots of companies investing having a huge fund so that's kind of where i want to be so the guys that i really really like are you know, people like Carl Icahn, Warren Buffett, Bill Ackman, those guys, and, yeah. and that sort of stuff. But along others, along the more entrepreneurship side, Grant Cardone is a fantastic one. Um, I also, who else do we know here? Brad Sugar's, again, a huge mentor to me. Um, he's been, you know, he's pretty much, when I first met him three years ago, he's one of the reasons why I pretty much started. Um there's loads more. I just have to think of them. <laughs> yeah, but those probably. those are the kind of, those are kind of the main ones that I uh sort of follow. Read a lot of books, there's lots of people.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I suppose yeah. that that seems something that's big uh for you and the team is uh kind of investing in yourself, whether it's through through uh, books or events or conferences. So um I suppose if you want to touch upon, yeah, like what what sort of uh, things you and your team do to invest in yourselves and kind of to be continually yeah. expanding your, your skill set?
1: Yeah, so that's one of the things that's really important for us is to be like have we have that Kaizen approach to to their, their, them or us. So I would really book a week. That's my goal. Um, I think more are like 163 now um, since I started, which is pretty cool. Um, but we also... And then every single member of the team, we've got, like, a little mini library over there, and we want to grow that and, and sort of expand that. And people get books. They can have whatever they want. Um, so the idea – but also we do something called a 5 three, one which is basically you, you you think about your current year, and then you go five years out. So you, you go five years mm-hmm. out. The, we don't even say the word how. We just say what. And you go five years out, look at eight things. You know, for example, the business businessy ones are, like, sales, marketing, profit, cash, assets – um, office space, team facilities, that kind of stuff. Like, what do you want five years from now? Um, don't even say how, just say it, what you want. Um, and then 10x that, and then you've got your five-year goal. Um, and then we can come back to one year, and then we can sort of plot what we need to do each year to be able to hit those kind of goals. And it's super powerful because even then, like a lot of our team members come from backgrounds and families where if you said, what do you want? It's like we've asked them for the first time in their life what they want. It's just It's just mind-blowing. I think they come from such a background where they can't even say I want a Lamborghini or they can't even say I want, you know, a holiday home or I want to pay off my parents' mortgage, that kind of stuff. Um so being able to say that to them and saying, look, these are the steps you can you can get there. Um is really important. Uh, really, really cool. That's the biggest one for me.
0: Yeah, no, you you can see that in the vlogs as well. Like you always have your like tangible targets as well, that whether it's a weekly target or a monthly target, whether it's sales or Yeah, actually a-
1: that was actually a, a, a recommendation to us by one of the the viewers. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it was one of those things that we were just filming and putting it together. And then they said, um, you know, why don't you why don't you show us what you're – because we, we, we always set we, uh, weekly goals for each other, each yeah. person's weekly weekly goals. And then we've also got company goals for the week or company targets for the week. And they said, why don't you just tell us what your company targets are and we can follow along. So mm. now we tell the blog uh, what the, the targets are. And it's kind of kept, it's kept us a little bit more
0: um, – um what's the word accountable probably accountable yeah. that's, the
1: that's it yeah
0: and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think that's what a lot like i know when i work with different uh businesses that some of them don't seem to have a solid direction where they're going or a plan and uh, you know, a plan yeah. of different things that they're uh trying to trying to achieve they're just kind of i i refer to it as working in the business rather than on the business yeah uh rather than obviously constantly progressing as a as a whole so you know the five three one plan. Now that sounds uh, sounds great. W- great way to kind of um, you know set out your targets, and obviously you can plan back from there, reverse engineer it. Um, so moving on a bit now. So um, I suppose my next question will be. Um, so I, we've covered covered a good few things already. Uh, mm-hmm. So so a few actionable tips maybe now for um businesses on how to market themselves obviously it depends on the industry but is there any kind of uh platforms in particular i know you use linkedin a lot um you probably have a unique Mm -hmm. approach there is there any kind of strategies um one or two maybe that you found a lot of success with without giving away too many too many of your secrets
1: no i mean we're pretty transparent with that as well i think that the the real value from using someone like average is the ability to consistent, consistency in testing and measuring. So, you know, anyone can run social media, anyone can do social media, but the, the, the ability is the mind behind the testing and measuring, like why isn't that working, that kind of thing. Um, the platform, I mean, it completely depends on the business. We kind of say, look, come, we do a lot of consulting work for franchises and things like that, so, they always say to us, you know, what can we do And or, or shall we use LinkedIn and it'll be some random company that would not even need to use LinkedIn whatsoever, um, apart from having, like, a company presence on there at the top of the level. Um, but we kind of just analyze where their target market is and go there and then start talking to them in a permission-based, nurturing way. Um, we, we have the phrase, stop being a prospect pyromaniac. Um, because people tend to just use marketing strategies that burn most of their leads. They get really happy when 2 out of 1,000 people sign up to their service when they realize that 998 of them can never be called again. And that just seems stupid to me. Um, So our campaigns never burn them. So the idea is that they can be contacted again and again and again in a nice, nurturing way so that over time they know who you are and they eventually purchase you on a mass scale instead of just one or
0: two. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's a a very good point because I'm sure everyone listening now can think of uh, maybe if it's a business or a person, uh, an individual who kind of does a lot of marketing and, you know, it's kind of ad fatigue. You see their ad everywhere and it's kind of, it's done in such a way that sometimes a lot of people, it puts off people, you know, they're constantly, constantly like seeing the same thing and it's kind of uh, that it it burns the lead. So they're they're never going to kind of go back and convert as a... Yeah. just give value just to yeah. post things that they actually want to read
1: They even post stuff that's about your service we tend to find that most of the stuff that we post is genuinely just about what people what I target mark want to read mm.
0: um, and we'll go from there yeah definitely definitely <laughs> we'll so
1: generate the engagement and go from there
0: yeah, yeah. so for anyone listening uh, I know since I started the podcast a few different people have come up to me and uh, discussed that they they've been thinking about setting up a business for a while they don't know how to go the steps around it so uh do you have any advice or tips for people who are thinking about setting up their own business but um they might be having maybe internal kind of struggles or they just don't know how to just get started in general uh would you have any advice for those types of people yeah
1: i would say do it but don't expect a 10x straight away um i think that a lot of people think they can just go into business and then it's going to happen in the first day first year um I think that some things can happen very quickly. For example, with Gross Barthes, we had some capital from family or we raised capital. We managed to find a deal and raise capital quite quickly because we were just in the right place at the right time. And we thought, shit, this is it. We're on the way. We've got a house. Great. Fantastic. Sort of got to a point where profit was coming out. Then we're now waiting for that compound effect to sort of go. So, yeah, do it. But don't expect things to just happen straight away with these lights. Don't expect things to just happen straight away. Um, the compound effect on your side is so basically just, just just start the business, do it properly, understand what you're actually doing, um, and just start making the right decisions in the right sort of direction. And I guarantee that if you just continue to make right decisions and continue to actually genuinely think about what you're doing, you're going to be fine. Um, business shouldn't be that difficult, and it will get easier over time. That's The compound effect will get easier over time because you're meeting new people, your relationships are, st- are there, like we can get clients, we have more leads coming in now than I had in my first year, in one week. Like that doesn't happen overnight. You've got to generate the relationships that are going to be able to do that for you, or the reputation, right? So it's it's all about reputation, relationships. Just just start doing that. If anything, start talking to your target market. If anything,
0: just just go for it. One hundred percent, go for it. Yeah, as you said, the the compound effect or the snow snowball effect. You know, along the way, it builds builds up, keeps building up, and. Uh, eventually you know we get to the stage where it's kind of uh it starts taking off on its own kind of thing they yeah you don't need to actually a lot of time generate the leads leads come in naturally but um so don't,
1: yeah don't take fuel out of the car before it's ready
0: exactly yeah. as
1: well that's my biggest thing as well that we meet a lot of people that are just like oh yeah we made a hundred thousand this year or whatever and it taking like 90 hours it's like you just filled your car with fuel, and you just taking ninety percent of the fuel back out. You're not going to get anywhere. Exactly. It's yeah. like the the difference between twenty five percent compounding and ten percent compounding is ridiculous, like ridiculous amounts.
0: I suppose um, yeah. I, I suppose that kind of uh, touches upon another another question that uh, about kind of the different form of mindset that you have to have when you're uh, setting up a business or you're working kind of in a startup or a new business. Uh, if you want to talk about just kind of the if there's any particular mindset in your opinion that you have to have when you you go out on your own
1: I think it depends what you want. I think if you want wealth now, especially in nowadays um it's there and it's 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 vast and you can have it <laughs> you can literally have it, but you have to relentlessly fill your fuel, car with fuel um and you have to not don't bow out too early just let the compound effects sort of do its thing um you know warren buffett's the richest man on the planet for a reason um steve jobs would have been you know one of the richest people on the planet but instead he pulled out twice of apple and then bought his stock again um i think his stock would have been worth something like 110 billion today instead of 11 if he just kept it in so like that's just madness you know the mindset for me i mean the mindset around my money is that you know if i've got i'm 22 and i've got some stuff right that's cool but more importantly, I I'm try to invest 75 percent, eighty percent of what I earn because I know that in reality, this is the best time of my life. This the, b- building a business and hanging out with cool people and actually having to do stuff as a startup is the best time of my life. If I'm going to be thirty, forty, fifty down the line with this yacht and jet stuff, and great, but you know, looking back and thinking that that was the time, you know, you you it's fast. You're dealing with people. You know, you're constantly you know making money, losing money, and stuff is great. Um, so that kind of mindset just just think think uber long
0: term definitely yeah. I think that's something that's consistent as well across all different disciplines of elite people or highly, highly successful people whether it's sports you know you, you hear a lot of athletes talk about when they've won one, two, three championships you know it's it's not a, when they look back on their career, it's more the process along the way, you know, the the training that they did and the kind of, mm. uh, the things they gave up along the way, that's what made it kind of, they, they enjoyed the journey rather than then go, per se, a lot of the time. So, um, now that, that was a very insightful answer there. So, I suppose as, well as uh, I'm conscious of your time, I know you're extremely busy, so I'm just going to ask you one more long question and then I'll just have a few uh, quick fire questions to, to finish sure. off. So, um, this is a bit of a, a vague kind of question, but, um, I'd be interested to hear if you have any um, Id- opinions on where, kind of, uh, just in general, where the world's going, if any, obviously, like, VR is becoming very popular now, uh, and different technologies bad. like that, so if you have any, I, I don't know, it's a bit of a left-field question, I suppose, but if there's any ideas you have of where the world's going now in the next next few years, if you had to put your, your forecasting hat on.
1: Um it's very relevant. I think you know. I'm reading a book that's called Bold. Um, it's a really good book. Uh, I was recommended to one of my friends who's dealing in in that space of AI and, and things like that. And you know, I think the world is going automated. It's going to happen. You guys, people are saying, oh, it's not. The, we're going to we're going to have people in mind. We're going to have humans in mind when it's all the crap they've got big bucks in mind. That's all they care about, really. So I think that I think that we have to be prepared for it. I think that one of my actual long term foundation goals in terms of philanthropy is to contract with the government or deal with the government and help you know, and sort of be able to create and find and, and nurture those jobs that aren't AI-able, <laughs> machinable, um and and just have people that are doing good stuff to the earth, if that makes sense. But I think that, you know, it's inevitable. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. We're going to see some cool stuff happen. Business is going to change. We're all going to change. And the whole world's going to change. It would be stupid for me to just say, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Because I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Nor does anyone, really. But I think that the term was with Kodak, actually. Kodak, back in the day were offered the chance to deal with the digital camera, one of their guys, digital camera, you probably know the story, and um, they didn't do it because they calculated that it would happen 15 years down the line, um, and they forgot that the exponential compound sort of effect happens uh, to the power number, not not an average yearly number, and they missed out, and they, they went bankrupt, and so I think a lot of companies have got to be prepared and got to be thinking about what's happening with AI, what's happening with machine learning, deep learning, what's happening with the data, and just sort of think about what they need to do to prepare for that and how they can make use of it. There's a massive way to come. We've all got to ride on it, otherwise a lot of people are gonna end up down the hole. It is, I think it's just gonna happen, you know, you've got to just you know you just, just keep looking at it, keep learning about it, keep thinking about it. Um, you know, there's no you're not most people aren't gonna be there to invent the next billion dollar algorithm Um, what they can do is make use of those algorithms as they come out and make use of them. And, like, a couple of my friends run B2B agencies that develop software for B2B marketing, and all they do is make use of those algorithms, the machine learning stuff, and they're making a fortune. They're just branding it and, and working
0: with them and paying the royalties. They're making them a ton of money, so... Exactly, yeah, so it's definitely something to, to keep an eye on. So uh, we'll just move on to a few quick-fire questions sure. before before I let you go. So um, so are there any books that you'd, it doesn't matter what genre, if it's investing, if it's uh, kind of self-improvement, if it's uh, finance, whatever, um, are there any books that you'd find yourself recommending a lot uh, to people?
1: Um, for sure. Um, let's have a think. Bold, boldest, for one. So that's a really, really good book. I can't remember who the author is. Um Titan, which is about John D. Rockefeller. Fantastic, fantastic book. Um Ten X again is 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 a mindset changer. Um and then if someone wants just a basic round off of how to create wealth, then probably something like billionaire in training by Brad Sugars. Oh, right. Um great book. So yeah, those kind of four of first things yeah. that spring to mind.
0: Yeah, I must say uh, I I've read I think two of them, but I must must have a look at the other ones there. I said, I have a long list to read, but i better get started on it. So next question, uh, this is often a a tough one for a quick-fire question, but uh, who are a couple of people, maybe two or three, alive or dead, that you'd like to invite for dinner? That's a good question.
1: Um, John D. Rockefeller. Jim Warren Buffett. Carl Icahn.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Good, good selection there. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, some of the the responses that I got to that question be funny so far. It's funny like seeing the the different people uh, who people select. Um, so another question is: Are there any important habits you'd recommend people, uh, or you find useful to implement into uh, a daily routine?
1: Read. Um, I think my. My productivity has changed massively since I started eating clean, um, which is only been like the last week or two, like properly. But I, my energy is like crazy, um, like crazy high, and I can work a lot more. Um, and then, from a, from a prog- sort of self development standpoint, I've got I buy really nice notebooks, so like Mont Blanc notebooks, quite expensive, but it's a really nice notebook. And sort of at the end of each day, just reflect and sort of see how you did and, and sort of reflect in that book. And, and the idea is that in 10 years' time, you'll have about 30 really nice month books and, and you can look back on your day. When they make the movie about you, they have some,
0: some scripts to look at. <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely. Not. You're well prepared, aren't um, I Actually,
1: that was, that was the first time I thought about that. So that's, that's <laughs> cool. I might use that again. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely.
0: Um, so another question uh, quickly is, is there any advice you give your younger self? So I suppose you said you're 22. So maybe when you're uh, leaving university and just getting Avalanche started, is there anything you do differently? Um,
1: I think there's always going to be something you do differently. I think that I had, I was very, very lucky to sort of fall onto that compound effect decision, compound effect decision quite early on. Um, Mm. so that's always been my mindset. So in terms of doing differently, maybe it would be just do certain, certain tactics or certain things I was doing in business a bit differently, but for mindset, not, not particularly. I think that Anything as a young person, just just find what you love and then try and become the best in the world at it. That's a, you know, that's that's kind of the only mindset I think I would, I would say.
0: Yeah, good answer. Yeah. Um. So just the the final quick part question here is: that, Are there any common attributes that you'd you'd notice in successful people you've dealt with or you've observed uh, over the years?
1: Yeah, I think I've been really a couple books, a lot of biographies lately, and I think that one of the main ones is successful people tend to be quite strong in their head. I mean, it's successful people. I'm putting a really, really big label on that. Um, but the people that I've been looking at anyway, um, sort of the big titans of industry and the big guys, they all, they all have this back end and not anxiety, but they have that sort of the ability to have to think and have to reflect and understand what they're doing. And they are constantly sort of, you know, saying, how can I do that better? How can I do that better? How can I do that better? um, and also to just, when shit hits the fan, just react in an aggressive manner. Just like, let's go for it. Um, or, you know, think about it, get reserved, and just go for it. That's kind of the biggest traits I've got. That time focus. And I think some of these people, like, they have crazy time focus. Um, then again, you've got Warren Buffett versus Bill Gates, right? So he, Warren Buffett has days free, and Bill Gates has every minute sort of measured. So it depends on it. If everyone's fine, if they just work their ass off and they do the right thing and make the right decisions, they're going to be fine.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's it. Exactly. It all comes back to that. Yeah. Um so I know you're exp- extremely busy, so I appreciate you coming on the show. Is there is there any uh parting advice or kinda anything you'd like to leave listeners with?
1: Um no, I am mean, just thank you very much for listening and just you know make sure to just check out our journey as, as we grow. It's the point is that we're just gonna be transparent with you as I hopefully have been today. Um you know, this industry doesn't need to be as generalized as possible everyone has those feelings so if you're having sort of any trouble or whatever just realize that you're not alone just get on with it
0: hmm. that so of. uh oh that, that's great uh, i really enjoyed the podcast i know i got a lot lot out of our conversation i'm sure people listening to it will also so uh lastly is there uh, and what, what's the best place for people to learn more about uh, both the entrepreneur vlog and avalanche enterprise yourself and any other kind of things you'd like yeah. people to have a look at
1: i think mostly social media i think that we're, we're we're pushed on social media so obviously i'm on instagram linkedin that kind of stuff and then um youtube is huge but we're just about to launch a new website, so we won't point you in that direction yet but um it will be youtube's probably the best place to be on that because we are really going for that one at the moment um oh. my lights went turn no. turn uh yeah the youtube's probably the best one for us at the moment yeah
0: Alright, well uh, I'd highly recommend everyone to check out especially the Entrepreneur Blog, Uh, uh, it really is a fascinating thing it's better than uh, keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever (laughs) else you may be watching so uh, thanks thanks again Josh for coming on and uh, take care.
1: No problem